And we are waiting for Representative Mike Harris to give us a buzz here to talk a little bit about the uh, Green New Deal. It's a new energy bill that's uh, going to become law here in Michigan, likely become law. But he has some reservations about it and says Michigan residents should, too. While we're waiting, uh, there was a story that piqued our attention. Both Brian and I took a very close look at this story a little earlier. Uh I had a friend go into CVS uh, just a few days ago, and they said, I couldn't buy anything. Everything was locked up at the CVS. What's up with that? Uh, Retailers reporting $112 billion in theft loss in 2022. That was up from $93.9 billion in 2021, and that's according to the National Retail Federation Retail Security Survey. Brian, when you notice when you go into a store, do you see a lot of stuff locked up? And if you do, do you just pass on the stuff you were going to buy or do you ask for them to open it or what happens? Depends on how bad I want it. You know what I did notice? I was in a CVS today and I wandered down the candy aisle as a fat guy. I do that sometimes. Uh, Don't we all? The candy had security tags on it. The candy bars had security tags on them. I've never seen that before. I was like, wow. So here, you know, there's a little shop in Royal Oak. Uh, I'm I'm looking at a story that was in today, uh, today's uh, Detroit uh, Free Press about this very topic and, and uh, how this is just becoming a huge, huge problem for retailers. And they talked to uh, uh, Matthew Abraham, who uh, runs the Rail and Anchor in Royal Oak. It's a store that I've been to many times. Many times they have great great gift items in this store. I just love this little store. And of course, you know, they do the gift wrapping. It's just like everything a small business Mm -hmm. in a little town should be. So he, and a lot of the stuff is obviously small. I mean, they don't have any really huge merchandise in there. He realized that he was losing about $10,000, $10,000 in merchandise annually. That's crazy. at his little store. Uh, so he invested $10,000 in security cameras, security cameras for the store. Um, and he says that he figures in 2022, his store lost $23,000 to thieves. And he says, that's how bad our theft situation is right now. And um, some law enforcement are saying that they really think that this is the worst, this shoplifting or theft, retail theft. I think retail theft is a fancy way to just say shoplifting yeah. um, than they've seen in 40 years. So you got, when I looked at that, I thought to myself, so are we teaching kids that it's okay to just go in and steal stuff? Yeah, and it seems like since the pandemic, it has picked up for some reason. I don't know why that was the benchmark, but suddenly... And you see, I wondered, we, and we reached out to the National Retailers Association. We reached out to a lot of experts on this who all, were all too busy to talk. I wonder, you see it on TV, the people that smash the cars smash through. Or grabs, yep. A bunch of, uh, you know, a, a team of people run in and steal stuff. Is that what's going on? Is this one or two things being, like the $10,000, is that one or two things a month being stolen? Oh, no. At it... this store? Because I know yeah. this store? Yeah. No. I mean, that that would be a lot of merchandise. 
that at that that particular retailer would be a lot of merchandise. I mean, he sells beautiful like coffee table books. You know, they're what fifty bucks a piece. Um, they have a beautiful selection of very I want to say high end children's toys, but uh, the fact of the matter is that they're you know still affordable. They're just you know beautifully made and everything. So this whole issue of of um, stealing and retail theft is is really beyond the pale for so many uh, retailers and really we need to do about that. I think our community and our, um, our community can do better than that. Right. Okay. We have representative Mike Harris on the line. Welcome representative Harris. We're glad you could join us today. Hi, sorry. Uh, Sorry, it's late. Had some technical difficulties. Not an issue. Listen, Michigan could implement some ambitious clean energy mandates and have carbon-free electricity but by 2040. But our next guest thinks that's a bad idea. He's voted against the legislation. He says it's going to cause an increase in electricity bills for Michiganians and so much more. Mike Harris Michigan's received a lot of national attention on this legislation because a lot of people are saying, wow, look at this. It's happening right in the heart of the industrial Midwest. Well, why do you say it would be bad for us uh, consumers? You know, if if you look at just, you know, some fundamental issues with this, and it's, it's probably a very general statement, but anytime that government gets involved and decides to mandate industry do something versus um, the market actually drive industry. You know, our, our energy companies, they want clean energy. They want affordable pricing. They want reliability. Uh, but government mandates actually burden them and keep that from happening. So instead, we're going we're gonna to set timelines and whatnot that are going to force them to institute certain aspects that are just going to drive up costs um, without fixing the real issue, which is our grid stability. So uh, one of the other things that I think is being uh, hotly debated in this uh, legislation, a portion of this legislation, has to do with the land that would be needed for wind and solar energy. So about 17,000 acres of land in in this state are currently used for this, uh, but they're going to need an additional 209,000 acres. I mean, I, I thought that figure was unbelievable. And they plan, Michigan lawmakers plan to give the uh, PSC, the Public Service Commission, the authority to supersede local governments for the approval of these large projects. Tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's it's really ridiculous. We, you know, we're basically taking the input of not only our locally elected officials, but truly our taxpayers, our citizens of the state of Michigan are losing their voice in this. And instead, we're going to have a three panel uh, bureaucratic group decide where these things are going to go and as you said i it's just an an immense amount of land that's going to be taken up in the state of michigan to accomplish what goals they're setting and it's um you know i i think the people need to have their voice and i think taking away that local control is just a slap in the face for our citizens where where does the legislation stand right now i believe it's it's been signed by the governor um yeah, it's uh, unfortunately. Is there any going back on, on any of this? You know, I I hope that we can rein it in. I mean, we do have some some time right before these mandates are uh, reach their critical timeline. But the problem is, once we mandate that these companies invest in this, how do you reel that back? 
you know, the consumers are going to pay the cost, um, unfortunately. And, you know, we've, we've taken away the, the rate limits so these energy companies can institute this. You know, we anticipate rates are going to go up probably double. Yeah, people are not going to like that at all. We have about a minute left. I'm sorry you couldn't have your whole time here with us, but I, I do <laughs> want right. you. I do want you to respond to this. Look, clean energy is a good thing. I, 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 I have to imagine that you agree with that. Don't we all want to move in that direction? So why stand in the way of this progress? I think some of our listeners would like to know the answer to that. Sure, and and I think that's a fair question. And our companies actually all across the nation, but especially here in Michigan, they've already worked to try and set guidelines for themselves on becoming carbon neutral. But there's a process in which that happens where you can still maintain grid reliability and still as this innovation progresses, right? Because all the needs that we have innovation-wise are not there yet. We're anticipating that they will be there and help accomplish the goals here. But we have to give it time. We have to let these things play out, and we have to have a natural progression to get there. We can't force it. Representative Mike Harris, thank you for your time today. Late or not, it's always a pleasure to talk with you here on WJR. And your afternoon continues here on WJR.